Hey, Giant fans, welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is the beat writer for the Giant Insider, Chris Bizignano. And happy Thanksgiving to everyone. And that Thanksgiving went exactly as the Giants wanted it to go, despite the fact that I almost threw up my turkey stuffing, mashed potatoes, and blueberry pie, having to root for the Dallas Cowboys today. The NFC East is coming back to us, and all we have to do now, all we have, laugh, Giant fans, laugh as you will. All we have to do for this to get real, Chris, is yes. beat that damn team from that friggin' city, baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I tell you, man, it was tough rooting for Dallas, though, wasn't it? Oh, it was oh. terrible. I oh, seriously, I mean- it was like... I mean, Amari Cooper scored. I'm like, oh, God, this is sickening. I just kept going. (laughs) It was horrible. Yeah, yeah. And happy Thanksgiving, everybody. You too, Jerry. And, yeah, I tell you, you know, there was two real bad calls at the end of the game. And I was sitting there like, what's going on? Then I realized, oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. That's actually good. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's the only time when Dallas got a call that went their way or a couple calls. I didn't care. I'm like, oh, oh, well, that sucks, Redskins. I'm sorry. Uh, part Part of me thought watching that game, like, now that the Redskins have McCoy, are they even going to win another game? Like, should we really be rooting for the Redskins or, you know, but then with mm. seven wins, it's almost like the, the division would almost be a formality. They, they would basically just have to back into a couple wins and, and win the division if they went seven and three, but man, um, now six and four, six and four, four and six, six or, and five, six or, and I'm five. sorry. Yeah. Six and five, six and five, four and six and three and seven, baby. We win one. We are tied for second place. <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny, Jerry. Being around the building um, yesterday, a lot of people talk about that. Man, if we could go down to Philly and win this game, how interesting is December going to be? You know. <laughs> so listen, Dallas did their part. Uh, the Redskins are back to the pack a little bit, and all the Giants have to do now is do their part. You know, Sunday. So. And, and you're watching that game, man, and I don't care what anybody says. Dak Prescott's a hell of an athlete, but not a good quarterback. I, I, I will fight anyone on this, I mean, and I don't think I'm fighting you. I think you kind of agree with me. The offensive line for, the offensive line for Dallas is, is very good. Zeke Elliott's a good running back, and I, he can't create, though, like Saquon can. I mean, the holes are there for, for Zeke, and it's funny. Listen to the Troy Aikman, man. He's like, oh, look at that hole. Look, look at that great run he just made. I'm like, God, Saquon yeah. would kill for a hole like that. Uh, but you watch yeah. Dallas. You watch him with Jason Garrett. That's what I said, man. I mean, how, who's afraid of that team? I, nobody's afraid of them. Yeah. I, and listen, Cowboy fans, don't get excited with the Amari Cooper. Like, oh, like he opened it up so much. Come on. It was just terrible second that he played there. You know, one little seam. He goes 90 yards. The other one, the 40-yard, a guy, uh, Mora falls down again. Um, you know, listen, you know, Makuba hasn't done anything to this game, so I, I'm I'm not too worried about that either. You know, the whole offense runs through Zeke, you know. At the beginning of the, of the first series, he's running the ball all over the place. Prescott looks good. As soon as they just slow down Zeke a little bit, Prescott starts throwing the ball all over the place, you know, in the ground, short. You know, so that offense strictly is you stop, you slow down Elliott and you put the ball in Prescott's hands, yep. you're probably going to win the game, you know. Um, listen, uh, <laughs> you know, the Cooper thing was that, you know, I, I, you hear Troy Aikman, he's so excited in the booth and, uh, you know, guys on the radio, it's why they traded the number one for him. Oh, you it's, see, it's, it's paying off. It's oh. sickening with all those Dallas announcers around us, man. We giant fans of the world is against you. You have every right to feel that way because in that first game, 
you have Tony Romo. And by the way, that game even went our way. I don't care. I'll even take a wild card at 9-7. and seven. I just want to win out and then let the chips fall. If it's a wild card, great. So I'm rooting for every possible scenario. I want teams to start eliminating each other now. And that game went our way. you got to root for the Bears to win the NFC North now. So that game went our way, even though I had to listen to Tony Romo the whole time. Then the second game went our way, and you had to listen to Troy Aikman gush over everything. And uh, now uh, the Saints are beating the Falcons 7-0. And, and on the horizon for Dallas next week, buddy, is your guy, Mr. Drew Brees. <laughs> so <laughs> I will, again, once again, like I was last week, I will be a huge fan of Mr. Drew Brees next week. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a Thursday night game, too, down in Dallas, right? So Yeah, and it's a cl- it's very- sort, of a, sort of a climate control uh, uh, type of atmosphere, right? I mean, Dallas has almost a, oh, basically God. a roof. So. Here we go again, folks. No, it's, when, it's to again. Our, when it's to my advantage, I'll take it, buddy. Uh, okay, yeah. Um, um, yeah, I mean, so that looks like that could be a very, good, very, a very strong possibility of a Dallas loss there. The Redskins, in my opinion, are done. Um, so... You know, got have to win Sunday, though, bud. I'm not really looking, you know, towards that the future unless the Giants come out of the link with a win. Yeah, and, and uh, again, again, like right now, um, right now, I'm I'm looking at uh, you know, Drew Brees beating the Falcons, and the Falcons will be what four and seven if they lose. And I mean, I'm just yeah. trying to come up with every scenario, man. Like we needed, if you if you're a Giants fan, you're rooting for the Bears, you're rooting for the Cowboys, and you're rooting for the Saints, and you got two out of three, and the Saints are home tonight, right? So. Um, you know, could, could be a good Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The food was good. Uh, football's been good. Uh, yeah, it makes you wonder why somebody would defer the coin to us and put the ball in Drew Brees' hand. It's like you like, it's like it's like you're guaranteeing being a seven and a seven nothing hole right off the bat. It, it, I don't get it in some of these coaches, but anyway, besides the point, uh, yeah, the Saints are like unstoppable right now, Jerry. They really are. So I expect to win there tonight. And we see as we move into the weekend, bud. Yeah, I mean they're they're unstoppable, but the one team they lost to was, uh, you know, the Rams, who were nine and one or or whatever the record is, and they beat uh, they beat the Chiefs. But anyway, hey, listen, I'm not going to argue oh, with you. About, I'm not I'm not going to listen to you. I'm not I'm, I'm not here to argue about Drew Brees. Hold on, hold on. The one team who lost to? Oh no, yeah, the Fal- that's right. No, yeah, the Saints yeah. beat. The You're Rams. right, buddy. I think you might be, I think you might have drank a little too much wine today. <laughs> that's yeah, right. let's move on. Oh. Anyway. On to better th- on to more important issues, buddy. Yeah. The game this Sunday. Um, yeah, we've both yeah. been we've both been kind of talking to each other about this, and you tweeted it. Yeah. The biggest matchup in this game, I think, uh, aside from the skill positions, is the difference that Jamon Brown is going to make instead of Patrick Omame or John Greco at right guard when he's up against Fletcher Cox who absolutely owns the Giants, has owned them the past few years, and that last game completely demolished the right <laughs> side of that line. Now, the fact that Brown's there makes things different, and I want to see how that works. I want to see we how hope. that goes. Right. So it's going to be at least it, it's at least going to be different. I don't know if it's going to be better, but it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be different than, than Omami. I, I think the key for the Giants is, and, and I know there's going to be so many back and forth. This is going to be such a back and forth affair. I can feel it already. But if Philly gets the ball on their first series, whether the Giants have it first or Philly has it first, if the Giants can produce a three and out and get those fans doing what they do best and Mm. boo that team off the field, it's going to be so much easier for us, man. I'm just telling you, they're going to get down. They have no one in their secondary. Chris, tell me I'm wrong here. Well, Well, the fans are definitely itching to boo. 
Yeah, because I have a few Eagle fans, like I've mentioned before, on previous podcasts. Yep. And they, they, they're already destroying Wentz, Peterson. So the mood in that building is not going to be good if it doesn't go their way right off the bat. You're absolutely correct, man. So, like you said, the Giants get the ball, and they put points on the board, and then they get a stop on the Eagles, or the Eagles get the ball, and the Giants, they go three and out, and the Giants get a quick stop. Those fans are going to, they're going to turn on their team real quick um, because they're really down on the Eagles. I mean, if you listen to Philly radio, uh, the fans, you know, you would think like, my God, like, like, like what's going on? I understand they're having a tough season, but they did win the Super Bowl last year. They do have a bright young quarterback and they're, they're destroying everybody. In that organization, yeah, they're, they're killing. They're killing Carson Wentz. They're like, we don't think he's the quarterback we thought he was. Like, Are you oh my god! We'll, uh, wow. Um, we'll we'll take him next year if you guys want. Like, yeah, really? You guys oh, want okay. <laughs> but, yep. Um, yeah, they're they're killing him, and it's interesting. It's fun. It. To, it's fun to listen to it, man. Yeah, but getting back to your point about Jamon Brown and you know Fletcher Cox, you know, you know those bean bags on the boardwalk in, in Jersey, you throw into the uh, the water or whatever the hell's in that game that well, that boardwalk game. That's what Fletcher Cox was doing to Patrick Omami last game. He was picking him up and throwing him like a beanbag into that bottle game, whatever it is in the boardwalk. Oh, yeah, where you try to knock the bottles off. Yeah, you knock the bottles off with that little beanbag. That's exactly what Cox was doing to Omami. He was just throwing him around like a beanbag. Yeah. I mean, Cox destroyed the Giants up front last game. Um, Hopefully, Jamon Brown neutralizes that a little bit. You know, Cox will go over the left guard, too, with Big Will. They will move him around a little bit, but he mostly lines up over that right guard spot. And if Jermon could contain him a little bit and neutralize, I should say, actually, if he could neutralize him, and, and that really enhances the Giants. Because I look at it, Jerry, as if Eli gets time in this game, he is going to destroy that Eagle secondary. He should. I mean, they got guys off the street. They they are yeah. decimated in that secondary. Like, I lo- we talked about it the other day. I love that Ingram played a vital role in a win, finally. Because we love the kid. He has a ton of talent. He caught two balls. Mm-hmm. Only two thrown his way, but he caught them both and made a huge play. And you got to get that kid ha- having confidence and, and get him going, right? So you have uh, Odell, who should have a monster game if Eli has mm-hmm. uh, time. Uh, Sterling Shepard. Um, Ingram. And then uh, Corey Coleman's getting into the act. Like, this is we, – we talk about it all the time. But this should be the game where this offense explodes on, uh, on a secondary for – uh, you know, I don't know. I could see 200-yard receivers for the Giants. Yeah, or a couple of 100-yard guys, right, with Odell and Shep. I mean, Shep had a – That's what I'm saying. Two, a couple – two two receivers oh, I'm sorry. 100 yards. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. I think you meant a 200-yard receiver, which is very possible, too. Right. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, no question about it, Jerry. You know, um, they, you know, you could easily see Shep and Odell going over the century mark in this one. And Ingram, you know, listen, two weeks in a row, he came up huge at the end of the game. Um. Listen, there's only so much, you know. There's only so many balls that go around to uh, but Ingram hopefully is more of a factor in this. And if he, if Eli gets t- Eli coming off the best game of the year by far, um, this Eagles secondary is like you said, man. They picking up some guys off the street, practice squads, and and they can't cover anybody right now. Um, so hey, listen, it, the opportunity is there, Jerry. The opportunity is there. And if you get a couple of interceptions, you know, that would be nice, too, getting a couple of turnovers, too, like yeah, last week. But. Yeah, you just got to hope that, that the Giants don't start off on offense with a pick like last time. I think it was the second play from scrimmage where Manning threw a pick. And um, uh, what's his name? The safety for the Eagles. Malcolm Jenkins seems, Malcolm, to, own, yeah. he seems to own Eli. Yeah. And 
uh, you just don't want that to happen and give don't give that crowd a chance to get into it because they're look they looked at, at the schedule today and thought the same thing like and and they're worse than us I, I think the rivalry with philly and dallas is actually worse so those guys had to root for dallas today and they were probably sick over it or even more sick than we were yeah um, but look they're gonna think the same thing if they beat the giants then they're in it and we're completely out of it oh yeah it's um, a so one. so you know you, you want to keep that crowd out of it and you want or you want to keep them booing is what you want to do you want to set the tone early and, and Barkley had a monster game last time. Uh, you just hope that he can do. I, I, I prefer the game he had last week where he ran between the tackles and uh, was seemed like he got five yards of carry every time. Wait and, a minute, Jerry. He can't run between the tackles. That's right. That's right. That's what everybody says. Yes. Did you forget that? That's right. But can't it, run. Remember, remember last April? Oh, he's not in between tackle guy. Strictly <laughs> kicks it out. That's it. <laughs> but, but you would love to see that kind of game where the Giants control the clock a little bit and keep them off the field and force a few three and outs. And I mean, our defense is is what it is. But um, you know, if, if maybe uh, Olivier Vernon can step up, I understand you, uh, you you didn't you didn't needle him, but you said something to him about this game, right? Yeah, yeah, we were talking. Me and uh, Olivier after the last game, we were talking about looking ahead a little bit and saying, "Hey, you know, these guys took it to you last time. How about you go down there and kick there? You know what?" Yeah. And Olivier goes, hey, that's the plan, man. Well, you know, we, we, we need a little payback, you know. And Pat and Coach Sherman's <laughs> he's funny, man. Like he in his presses, he's always really cool and stuff. And, and I and I I I posed a question to him the other day in his press. <laughs> uh I keep thinking today's the weekend with this Thanksgiving, but yesterday at the press, um I, I said, Hey coach, you know, uh, how about a little payback? You guys, you know, you're mentioning this to them about, you yeah. know, these guys are taking it to you. This year they took it to you. They've won eight of the last ten. Of course, not you know involving Sherman, but beating the organization eight of the last ten, and Sherman was like, "Nah, you know, I don't, I don't really use payback and this and that." He's so full of it, you know. He's talking about, "Hey, let's let's get these guys back after what happened," you know, because that's the only game they've been out of, Jerry. That's the only game they they got their butts kicked this year was the Eagle game. Yeah, there there were a couple radio shows that actually used that answer uh, to your oh, did they? Yeah. To, to your question as like their intro. Uh, oh really? Yeah, one was on. I heard it and I was like, "Ah, Chris asked that question. Nice job, Chris." So it was like a like a hype intro. And he's like, yeah, we're not really interested in payback. You're just going, we play him twice a year, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, okay, Shermer, come on, yeah, give me a break. Yeah. Just just admit it. Admit you hate him like we do. And <laughs> you're embarrassed well, from last time and you want to take it to him. Come on. Well, he's, you know, he's got, he's got ties that had a eagle organization for a while, Shermer. So I don't know if he's got that hatred built up yet like we do, but yeah, well, uh, uh, he gets, I'm sure he gets his getting paychecks. There. He gets his paychecks <laughs> from the Giants now. Yeah, so. I'm sure it's getting there. <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, Wentz last time killed us and, he had a, one of his worst games last week. And the only thing that scares me about this game coming up is that the Eagles got beaten so badly. I think yeah, the spread yeah. is six in this game. I think me it was too. nine and it's down to six or five or something like that, which I guess means everyone's taking the Giants. But, um, you know, Wentz killed us, man. He, he looked phenomenal. He had no turnovers, three touchdowns. He was 26 to 36 for yeah. almost 300 yards. And on the other side, Eli looked well, – That was I thought that was the game where Giant fans were like, all right, we got to move on, man. But – he had no time. You know, Eli had no time to oh, throw. He was on the siege. Yeah. But, um, you know, the Eagles, they, they, they didn't kill us rushing. I mean, 31 for 108 total, and it was kind of scattered between Smallwood, uh, mm-hmm. Clement, and, uh, and Wentz. And uh, our buddy Darren Sproles didn't practice again, so um, he can't kill us yeah. this time. You know, what's, so. you know what's interesting, Jerry? Um, when we played them uh, last month, they were number one against the rush. Yep. Okay? They are now number 12. Yeah. against the rush they have they are having they are having a problem stopping the rush so i i have a feeling jerry that 
And the Eagles secondary is decimated. We know that. So I think a lot of people think that Sherman's going to come out and start winging it all over the lot. I don't think he is. I think he's going to try to establish Barkley again like he has the last two weeks, especially last week. They started the game with three straight runs with Saquon, something that I've been screaming about in the podcast. Remember early in the year? I don't care what, what happens. Just run the ball first ten times. Remember I said that, Jerry? Yep. Back then, uh, well, you know, they ran it the first three times. He definitely established Barkley. I think you're going to see that again. Um, Sunday. Well, that was the game where, where Barkley only ran 13 times. He had 130, yes. 130 yards, averaged 10 yards yeah. a carry. Now, one of them was a 50-yard run, but then he yeah. also caught nine passes for 99. He had, yeah. uh, you know, uh, Christ, he almost had almost 250 yards, uh, all, all-purpose yards. So, yep. like you said, he's got to play an integral part, and I, I think if you use Barkley to set up the pass, I just – I think Manning should be able to murder this secondary. I, I just – if there's ever a time where we can go into that – that city. <laughs> oh gosh. That stadium in front of those fans and for the Rocky, it, yeah. And get it done and show yeah. You know, Rocky, the, the fake champion. Oh my god. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's uh anyway, um if, if there's ever a game, it should be this one, man, and and I guess what worries me on defense is, is what always worries me um against the pass and and uh, Nelson Aguilar is a speed demon and seems like he didn't, he wasn't good until I remember two years ago, he caught a long pass on Eli Apple and then he kind of took off. Like he was struggling for a while. They hated him in Philly. And I think he caught a 50 yard touchdown pass where Apple blew the coverage and Collins. Mm-hmm. And of course it's against the giants. And all of a sudden, uh, you know, he, he starts to look like a capable receiver, especially a deep threat. But um, Alshon Jeffrey, man, uh, he reminds me of their version of Palaxico Burris and he's a big guy and, and, Janoris Jenkins had a tough time with him. That's that's what scares me. And, and of course, <laughs> public enemy number one for the Giant defense and any Giant fan is a, a tight, an opposing tight end. Yeah. And Zach Ertz is one of the best receiving ones in the league. So I'd say those three guys are the ones that we have to contain. I'm not worried about any running backs or. Well, I I, I tell you what, Jerry, there is a concern a little bit of mine in their running game with who else but a Golden Doma and Josh Adams. Now, this kid has been coming on a little bit the last few weeks. Um, you know, he's taken over. He's a home run threat. He's done it in Notre Dame, and he's starting to do it a little bit with the Eagles now. Um, so, obviously, the number one, Jerry, is going to be Zach Ertz. I mean, not, not only does Zach Ertz kill us every game, but he's killing the rest of the league this year. He's got 77 catches, man, 800 yards, you know, five touchdowns. I mean, and the Giants can't cover tight ends, so – yeah, is he going to kill us? Probably, right? I mean, that's a given. He's the definition of security. Watch. Market. I'm a little concerned about Josh Adams, this kid out of Notre Dame, um, for eating up some huge yards on us on the ground. So, of course, Wentz getting outside the pocket, down the field. You know, that's always a concern. Hey, Jerry, their offensive line is not the same, my man. You know, they've given up 31 sacks this year. I mean, yeah. they, in my opinion, Jerry, and I think a lot of people agree with me on this. I don't know if you do, but – they had the best offensive line of football last year. They did. They did. They, they um, overtook Dallas last year. I think you're absolutely right. They overtook Dallas. They were the best offensive line in the game, especially the last eight games. I'm going to say the last eight games right through the Super Bowl run. They were the best offensive line of football. This year, not the same. 31 sacks allowed. Wentz threw three picks last week. He was under pressure a lot from the Saints. So that's not going to happen with us, though. I mean, we know that. 11 sacks. So Wentz is going to have time, and that's going to be a problem as usual. Yeah, your boy Adams, uh, 34 carries on the season for 207 yards, 6.1 a carry. 
So yeah, he's that's not, what I'm saying. He's not coming out yeah. with 100 yards games, but he's getting 50, 40, no. 61, yeah, but, but he's only getting, doing it on a couple carries. You're right. Right, Jerry. He's not getting 20 carries a game. They're starting to, you know, they got blown out last game, so obviously the running game was out of the question. But you look at his stats the last few weeks, he's, he's getting big chunks of yards. And I know him from Notre Dame, Jerry. He's a home run hit kid. Trust me. Yeah, at first I, thought, home it was, home I thought it was your Golden Dome bias, but I, you have a point as well. No, no. I mean, listen, he's a Golden Dome, uh, 11 and 0. We know that. We, we know the whole deal. But, but no, he's a. Uh, you have to be – what I'm saying – I'm just saying that just keep an eye on this kid um, for Sunday. All right, buddy. So it's that, not like we're stopping a run either, right, bud? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. And one thing we didn't talk about uh, on the um, the post-Tampa win um, was special teams. And mm-hmm. the, the um, and someone criticized us for it, which I like. I like the constructive criticism. And, again, the feedback on the podcast has been tremendous. Everybody, thank yeah. you. Thanks for taking the poll yesterday. Um, for those of you who aren't listening, please listen. Um, and keep giving us the, the great ratings. We, we're, we're five-star ratings. This is, this is a lot of fun. And, again, we'll, we'll, we'll keep doing this as long as everybody likes it. But uh, Corey Coleman, what a shot in the arm on special teams and, and what a pickup. And, uh, you know, you're, 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 becoming, um, you're becoming a true insider, buddy. You are talking to these guys yeah. every day. And I'm not kidding. Yeah. I mean, you're, at their lock- oh, you're you. in the locker room all the time. You. And you had a conversation with Corey Coleman and, yeah. you know, he was kind yeah. of reminiscing. Well, not reminiscing, but uh, reminiscing usually is a good thing. Talking about uh, good memories, but he was talking actually, about his time in Cleveland. Actually, he was venting. <laughs> yeah, so, but he's been a good shot in the arm. I mean, he's, he's, one yeah. of the, he's the best kick returner they've had all season. And, uh, you know, the, the Giants special teams with, with Rosas, who's having a great year, and Dixon's having a great year. Special teams have been good for the Giants this year. Yeah, yeah, this Coleman's been a, a nice shot in the arm, man. Um, he was good in college at doing returning kickoffs. Uh, the Browns never never considered putting him back there uh, for some unknown reason and, and for some unknown reason to Corey. <laughs> Talking to him about it, asking him, you know, did you ever approach the Browns or did they ever think about, you know, and he was like, nope, because I approached him. He goes, <laughs> they, but they, he, he asked exactly what he, the way he said it to him. He was like, nope. He goes, I, I, I told him, I said, I'll do it. And they were like, yeah, we'll get back to you on it, you know. <laughs> and, you know, it was pretty funny because I said to Corey, I said to Coleman, I said, well, maybe that's one of the reasons why, you know, Hugh Jackson won one game in two years. And he just like, well, I'm not going to touch that one. But he was laughing about it, you know. Um, but he's been, a, you know, Sharma, great job by Pat Sherman, man. You know, um, seeing what he did in college, realizing the Giants need a shot in the arm back there a little bit and putting him back there. And he's been great. I think he's averaging like 28 or 29 a kickoff. Yeah. Uh, return. A, I didn't get a 51 yarder last week. You know, somebody brought it up on Twitter. I don't remember which person brought it up on twitter but somebody says hey this kid's gonna break one real soon you could tell he's pretty close you know and i i agree i agree you know i think this kid i wouldn't be i wouldn't surprise you if coleman does bust one sooner or later one question bud did you call hugh jackson a buffoon to Corey coleman or no um yes i did i'm sorry i i I wanted to be nice but i did say well just to get into it quickly Corey felt that browns did not do him right um, he got a, you know, he took an injury in practice um, yeah. that he wasn't happy about when he was a rookie, mm-hmm. and he could have kind of exposed Hugh Jackson in the organization a little bit. He didn't. Um, he asked me not to exactly go into it, so I'm not. I won't. But I can tell you that it was wrong what the Browns did to him. And then when they released him, they kind of threw it out that the kid was a problem with his attitude. And he, he didn't want to practice hard, and he had baggage. And I got to be honest with you. I was honest with him, Jerry. I, I said, hey, Corey. I said, I got to be honest with you. The Giants signed you. I was like, this kid's a pro. Why would you sign him? From day one, Sherman's loved him. From day one, this kid's been working. And he explained to me why that stuff got out there about him. And it's pretty interesting. 
some of the inside stuff that these guys say. Um, but we're happy to have him. Sherman loves him. I can tell you that. Sherman really likes him, Jerry. Likes him a lot. And he's been an asset so far, right? I mean, uh, and, and let him get involved a little bit more in the offense, Jerry. You're going to have a pretty good third receiver for the rest of the season. Um, I wasn't going to bring it up, but since you're talk- you were talking to a lot of people in the locker room, you tweeted about it a bit today. So for those who didn't see it on Twitter, and I think everybody saw it because I think we've got the most likes in our history. Uh, you, had oh, a really? com- you had a conversation <laughs> with a, uh, a, a, a star wide receiver on the Giants. Yeah. I didn't know if you wanted to talk about that a little yeah. bit. Yeah, it was just me and, uh, me and Mr. Beckham, me and Odell. Just me and him for 10 minutes talking about everything that's going on. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, about the hypocrisy of former players talking about his passion, how he gets upset over things, even talking about Landon's incident when he punched the net. Our morning show host, Boomer, talked about, you know, can't believe he punched the net. And he's just shocked about how so many people, when it comes to him, are hypocrites. And he's 100% right. Okay? I even mentioned to him, you know, uh, you know, Odell, I, I I was one of the first ones to criticize you of some stuff, and I'm sure there's some stuff you would take back. And he admitted to it fully that he had, I've done stupid stuff. He goes, but stuff like, you know, that I'm a cokehead on this and that, you know, he just can't believe yeah. some of the stuff that goes on about him. Uh, you know, listen, the kid plays with passion. He goes, he, he came right out and told me, Jerry, he goes, hey, Chris, I, I need the passion. I need the energy. I thrive on it. I have to play with it. Understood totally. Um, he re- realizes, Jerry, that he has made mistakes. He's trying to mature. I think he is maturing. Not to say he won't do something maybe a little questionable down the road. Um, he expressed his desire to stay here because of the stupid crap that's going around about, you know, he's going to get traded, this and that. Um, you know, he knew Mara was not happy with the ESPN thing. I, I said it to him. You know Mario's pissed off at you. He's not pissed off anymore, Odell. You know, he understands that. Um, he's not going anywhere. He doesn't want to go anywhere. He expressed that he wants to win multiple Super Bowls with this organization with for these fans. You hear that? Who's listening? For the fans. He told looked at me right in the eye. He says, I want to do it for these fans. Okay? And of course himself. He wants to be the best. Is anything wrong with that? I don't think there's anything wrong with that, Jerry. So listen, Odell's great. Okay, now I'm not going to sit here and say, hey, this kid's been unbelievable. He's been a model, model thing. Listen, he's made mistakes. He's turning 25. He is 25 now. He's a leader in that locker room more and more every day, Jerry, every day. He he invites teammates over, wide receivers, defensive players over his house every Thursday. They have dinner. He invited people over today who didn't have family around the area over his house for dinner. The guys like Shepard, guys love him in the locker room. And – Listen, I'll be the first one, Jerry, and you you, you are always the first one when he does something stupid to say, hey, Adele, this is stupid. Yep. Um, but I tell you what, when people are going to take shots at him that don't know him, they're going to criticize stupid hypocrisy crap on him, uh, guess what? I'm going to go right there. And I told him, I said, I'll defend your butt right to the end. I'll write about it in Giant Insider. I'll put it on Twitter. I'll defend you every time when, when idiots want to come out and criticize me. You know why? Because half of it's because they're jealous of Odell. I'm sorry. Sorry. But in the hypocrisy, when you see other guys in the league smashing helmets, giving fingers out, destroying buckets, all that crap, and and, and Odell gets criticized for some of the stuff he does. Okay? No, that's that's well said, Chris. And um, Thank you. I I always feel like there comes a game in everybody's career, especially early on, where this can be a kind of a defining game for him. I'm not trying to – 
overstate this. However, the circumstances being that they are, where the Eagles have beaten us, uh, what is it, eight, 19 of 21 or something. Yeah, eight out of the last 10. 17 of 21. and eight Something of like that, yeah. It's something stupid. <clears throat> and if we can go in there and he can play a big part in beating this team in Philly, even if the Giants don't make the playoffs, which, look, the odds are against them. But say they win Sunday 4-7, and seven, it gets interesting. The Bears come to town. All of a sudden, game on, baby. We got, we got a season now. If he can somehow have a hand in that win, which if they win, he probably will, you almost feel like it can be somewhat of a, I don't know, not a, not a, not a career-defining game, but just a, a step in the right direction for him. And, like, went in, slay the dragon, got the monkey off our back. We finally can beat that team. And you just hope that or something like that where he has a, a monster game and, and giant fans that, that make the trip down the turnpike can uh, celebrate in that godforsaken city. Um, but, yeah, Chris, great job. Um, let's get to our picks, buddy. Uh, so today I actually had the, the Bears, Cowboys, and Saints, and you had the Falcons, Redskins, and Lions. I thought that's kind of <laughs> weird. So I went 3-0, you went 0-3. It's a total oh, did, lie. Huh? Oh, I lie. remember that. Okay. okay. It's, a complete, it's a complete lie. Um, <laughs> let's go to that. That's Sunday, uh, 1 o'clock, Jaguars, Bills. Oof. Uh, uh, I'm going to have to go with the Jaguars. I think Josh Allen's coming back, but I'm going to go with the Jaguars. They could, well, I shouldn't really say they have a better defense. Bill's defense is actually pretty good, too. But I'm going to go with Jacksonville. Yeah, they got to win sooner or later, right? I mean, they. Yeah, that's the way. Eric, they got a real, they got a real powerhouse left tackle now. So I figured they'll keep Bortles up. Oh, yeah. That, that, yeah. that uh, yeah. Did you see him, by the way? Genius Did you watch of, of, um, of personnel, Tom Coughlin. Did you watch any of that? Did you happen to see any of that last week, Jerry? I did. Did you see Flowers getting. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, I can't believe he's in the NFL still. I can't believe it. Yeah, I guess I guess Tom Coughlin thought he was going to turn him around, but the Steelers were abusing. Like him I said, I was in the I was in the not the I was in the media room when he was yeah. drafted, and we all talked to Coughlin, and he said, "Oh, he's a battle. He's a battleship." So he was yeah. on board. So Giant fans, just so you know, he was just as on board as Reese yeah. for that pick. Oh, yeah. But anyway, I digress. Uh, One o'clock, Seahawks at Panthers. Good game. Yeah, it's a good game, man. Um, Carolina's lost two in a row. Seattle with a nice win against Green Bay. I'll, I tell you, on the grass, on the road, I, I'm going to go with Carolina in a real close one. I agree because I think um, they've lost some heartbreakers, and I, I think they'll rebound at home. Um, I, I, I'm with you, buddy. I'll, I'll take Carolina as well. Uh, also, 1 o'clock, Raiders at Ravens. Uh, the Ravens. I like the Ravens. Uh, the Raiders won their one game for the month. So. Yeah, and Lamar Jackson got a lot more playing time than I thought he was going to get last week, and I think he's going to get the start again this week. So, um, yeah, the Raiders, I can't believe they beat uh, Arizona. Not that Arizona is good, but I can't believe they won that game. Yeah, I, I was shocked that the uh, the Raiders won that. Uh, they're not going to win this week in Boulder, even if Jackson is playing. By the way, Jackson's not going to be in this league long if he plays like he did last week. The 17 rush, the 20-something rushes. Yeah, the, the knock on him He's going to get was, killed. The knock on He's him coming killed. out was that he ran too much. And a lot of people took it offensively. They said, well, because a lot of, lot of teams wanted to make him a running back or a receiver. Yeah. And he kind of showed you last week, like, oh, man. You really hope he doesn't keep doing that because he's really going to hurt himself. He's going to get killed. He's going to get killed. No question about it. Uh, 49ers at Buccaneers. I'm going to go with the offense. I'm going to go. Uh, Jameis is back this week after Fitz threw that air ball that Wiley came down with. Um, <laughs> he probably won't be playing for the rest of the year unless Jameis Winston gets hurt. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the offense. I'm going to go with Winston and the Bucs in this one. I'm with you, too. The Giants have beaten both these teams. And that's really something you never hear, right? The Giants have beaten both these teams no matter what yeah. teams are playing. Wow, that's unbelievable that I can say that out loud. Um, 
I agree. After uh, after Fitzpatrick threw the uh, the hail mary in the third quarter, <laughs> that Curtis Riley came down with. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think the Buccaneer offense will be too much for the 49ers. Uh, ooh, Browns at Bengals. Ah, Browns at Bengals. Oh, um, I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the Bengals. Flip a Especially, coin. <laughs> yeah, right, right, exactly. Uh, the Bengals will look. They can't stop anybody. But I'll go. With, I think AJ Green might be back this week, so I'll go. I'll go with the Bengals uh, at home. I'll go with the Browns just to be different. We've chosen all the same. This won't be a coin flip for me. I don't feel strongly one way or the other, but I love Baker Mayfield, so I'll go Browns. Oh, this one's going to be tough for Jets fans. Patriots at Jets. Uh, Jets are going to wipe the floor. Uh, (laughs) Belichick's pissed. He hates the Jets with a passion. Um, They lost. They got humiliated their last game, so two-week bye for Belichick to break down the the wizard Todd Bowles. Um, So I'm going to go with uh, (laughs) Belichick. I think I'll go with my boy Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Yeah, it's a shame. I mean, Todd Bowles is clearly on borrowed time. And yeah. I, I said before, man, I wouldn't even play Darnold uh, the rest of the year. I don't know what he's going to gain. Did you happen from- to hear, Jerry, uh, excuse me one second. Did you yeah. happen to hear Darrell Revis's interview? I, on, I heard no about it. I didn't hear it. I heard about well, it. Well, he came right out and said, you know, that, you know, Bowles' first year when he had to beat the Bills to get into the playoffs. Yeah. Week 16. And Revis came out and said they weren't prepared. He thought they were just going to steamroll. That's pretty. That's a pretty damning uh, statement against Todd Bowles right there. Yeah, I always I, I I take what Revis says with a grain of salt, and I I but I believe him on this one. But for me, any Jet fan that likes Darrell Revis, I always my analogies are always out there. But you know, he 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 was a Jet. He was a great Jet. Then he held out. Then he got money. Then he got hurt. Then he left. Then he went and won a championship with your rival. Then he came back and said, I'm home. <laughs> Took a lot of money. Yeah. Stunk. Then retired. <laughs> yeah. Like, right. that's like your wife cheating on you with your best friend coming back and being like, I, I love you so much. Like, I just, <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand how, or I'm sorry. It'd be like your wife cheating on you with your mortal enemy. I, right, I don't, I don't right. understand how they were just so okay with him doing all that. Like, I, I if I'm a Jets fan, I don't like Daryl Revis. Like, can you imagine Odell holding out, then leaving and winning it with either the Cowboys or Eagles, then coming back and saying, I'm home, <laughs> then stinking? Like, would you like Odell if he did that? Or Barkley? Or Jesus? Yeah. Anyway. So. Well, I don't think that would happen with the Mara, with John Mara as opposed to uh, the Johnsons over there, you know? <laughs> anyway, sorry. Sorry for that rant. Uh, Clark- but but just, what, just, you know, just the one quick thing. That was a pretty damning statement against Bulls. And if you saw the way the Jets played against the Bills two weeks ago, yeah. they didn't show up. They didn't want to be there. So it doesn't surprise me that Revis said that. Yeah, uh, Bulls' days are numbered. I don't know why they yeah. would make a change now. But anyway. Yeah, he's a dead man walking. Uh, Cardinals at Chargers, first of the four o'clocks. Chargers in a blowout. Yeah, not even close. Uh, Steelers at Broncos. Steelers. Yeah, rooting for the Broncos, but I'll take the Steelers too. Uh, Dolphins at Colts. I, I tell you, this Colts story with Frank Reich is becoming more and more amazing to me, man. Yeah. It really is. They've won four in a row and haven't given up a sack in five. I mean, just oh man, for a guy that got killed over the years, that's an amazing Dad, stat. You could say it. What's the difference with the Colts' offensive line? Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> oh, the Golden Dome. We know that Quentin Nelson. Yeah, see, you see what happens when you put Golden Domes on your squad. I, you hate to say, right, Jerry? I know, I know, you're going to kill me for this, but. How about Dallas's linebacking crew there with that Jalen Smith, huh? Well, and, and for those of you listening, I don't hate Notre Dame. I just laughed. My father was uh, God rest. Yeah, soul, your was father a huge, was a die on Notre huge Dame Huge Notre Dame fan. He would say it, but he would say this stuff when they stunk. 
he would say, you got to draft more guys from Notre Dame. I'm like, dad, Notre Dame's not even ranked, you know? And then they, the Giants take Justin Tuck. He has a great career. He's like, see, see, yep. you should have took yeah, more. Paulo was a bright guy, man. Right. You know, as a, you know, as opposed to somebody else, like his son, who's just an angry guy, you know, uh, you know, um, but I am. I, and I'll tell you why I'm angry. Like, look, this next matchup, Packers Vikings. Like I I'm just rooting for a tie again because there's so many fraud Packer Vikings fans in the Northeast. Uh, um, <laughs> The the Vikings lost right to the Bears this game. I'm gonna have to go with man. I, I tell you, something tells me the Packs. You know what? The Pack always burns you. I'm gonna go with the Vikings. Oh, how about Aaron Rodgers' brother calling him out on uh, um, him not calling his mother or something during the wildfires? Like that was embarrassing on Twitter. Um, I'm going with yeah. the Vikings at home. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't like either of those teams. Uh, Monday night. Titans at Texans. This is a good game. Yeah, what the wrinkle here is that Matt Marcus Mariota looks like Mariota looks like he might not play. I don't know if he's going to go. Um, I think it's going to be a close one though. You know, the Titans were playing well until last week, uh, and and that was, you know, I think the emotion of beating the Patriots the week before kind of drained them <clears throat> against a red hot Colt team. But I think they'll come back with a strong performance in this. But I'm still going to go to the Texans in a real like a last second field goal type game. I'm going to go Texans as well. All right, buddy. The moment of truth. Mm. The most important game of the week. The most important game of the season. We have relevant football somehow. Despite the fact that we are three and seven, we are relevant going into the city of brotherly hate to face the Eagles at one o'clock. Mm. What do you like? I tell you what, Jerry, if we had any kind of a pass rush, I would go with the Giants. We just cannot get to the quarterback. And I think Wentz, you know what scares me, Jerry? That this is a wounded animal team. You know, um, they got embarrassed. They were called out by Mal- their own teammate. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins called his own teammates out. Um, the city's down on them. I-, I think they're going to come out with a good effort. I hate to say it, man, but I just think Wentz is going to have enough time to do his thing again outside the pocket. And... I think Josh Adams is going to have for some. I don't know why, but I just think this kid Adams is going to have a real good game on us. Um, I think we're going to. I'm going to have to go with the Eagles, man. I hate to say it, but we just can't beat this team. Until they beat this team, I'm going to go with them. So for the better part of the last five years, we've been walking to school, and we've been getting our butts kicked by a big bully, and the bully has been laughing at us all the time. I mean, he beats us. He takes our lunch money. He kicks us when we're down he beats up our friends he throws eggs at our house when we're home or not home or whatever but this time this time the bullies hurt and we're going in with our two friends this time we're walking to school with odell and saquon with renewed confidence with a coach that has the heartbeat of this team and understands it a team that doesn't give up a team that refuses to quit despite the fact that they were one in seven ladies and gentlemen we are going into Philly, and we're going to win. I don't know if it's going to be by one. I don't know if it's going to be by three. I don't know if it's going to be by 30. Huh? We are going in, Odell and Saquon, and Eli will lead us to victory. <laughs> All right. Hey, how about how about we win a game for once against Philadelphia, like on a Rosas 55-yarder at the buzzer or something Dude, like that? I don't care what the play is. I, 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 yeah, I don't care if the Eagles miss a, a 17-yard field goal to lose, but I just think – I, and the reason I say this is 2012, 
the Giants got murdered in a couple games as, as Super Bowl champs. They got beat by Atlanta badly. I think they got shut out 34 <laughs> nothing. They got beat badly in Cincinnati. And we thought, oh, they're going to be mad the next week. And I, I don't, I'm not thinking what they did that next week, but the Giants never recovered and were never anywhere close to the team they were. So right. even though they lost 48-7, to I just don't think the Eagles can turn it on. I think their secondary is depleted. And I think as long as they can contain Wentz, and even if they don't get to him, at least contain him in the pocket and don't let him hurt him with their legs, mm-hmm. I think the Giants will do enough. I think their offense is good enough to beat this what? defense that is hurting. Mm-hmm. And I think Jamon Brown is a huge upgrade over Omame, and it will help neutralize, not stop, but neutralize Fletcher Cox. Yeah, well, you still got to worry about, you know, I'm still worried about the Michael Bennett's and Brandon Grams too, Jerry, off those edges. Okay, so was, Chris, just let me have my if, moment, man. If they could just contain this defensive front and keep them off Eli, Jerry, I'm with you, bud. I really am. I just don't think they could, Jerry. And, but you know what? Bud, it's a good call by you, man. Um, I, how about Barkley as the key, man? Barkley runs all over the wild, and that sets up Eli. Let's go with that, bud. All right. Come on, let's do that. Coach Germa. You just keep feeding the rock to Barkley, baby. All right, buddy. Good job, and uh, nice job to do this on Thanksgiving. All right, everybody, be sure to order your copy of the Giant Insider newspaper. Go to www.giantinsider.com or visit magster.com for a digital subscription. That's M-A-G-Z-T-E-R.com. Yearly subscriptions are $40 for paper copies, and digital versions are only $17 for a yearly subscription. Our next podcast will drop at 8 p.m. on Monday. Hopefully, it'll be a victorious one like the last two were, uh, November 26th, So we recap the... Giants matchup with the City of Evil. Um, And we'll probably put out Twitter questions as well. We like doing that, so we'll do that on Monday as well. Uh, Thanks for listening to the Giant Insider Podcast. I'm Jerry Foley. He's Chris Bizignano. Remember, Sundays are Giant Days. Happy Thanksgiving, and thank you, everybody. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving again, everybody.